Double opt-in versus single opt-in. What is it and what one's the best? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here from katedoster.com. And before we get into today's listener question, which they slid into my DMs, Kate underscore Doster, I just want to thank everyone for making the Back to Business Bundle a huge success. I know there's some hiccups. It happens. But ultimately, you guys loved it. I loved it. If you're like, what is she talking about? We might bring it back in September. I'm not going to guarantee it. But it was this huge list building event that I ran with myself and 16 other contributors. And it was just, just thank you so much. Thank you guys for sharing it on Facebook, on Instagram. Those were always really nice to see as well. So like I said, this question was originally from Instagram and they were asking what my opinion on single opt-ins versus double opt-ins was. So if you're not quite sure what that means, a single opt-in is when somebody hits the subscribe button on your website. I know you wouldn't have it say subscribe because you've listened to those episodes, but, and then you can just email them all the time. So they hit subscribe on your landing page, opt-in form, and then you can email them a million times that day, a million times next day, does not matter. A double opt-in is when somebody hits that subscribe button but then they have to go to their inbox and hit a second button to be like, yes, I really want to be on this person's list. Okay. So what sparked this is she was sad because what happens when you have a double opt-in is if people sign up on your website, but then they never hit the button on their inbox, it's called an unconfirmed subscriber. Now you cannot get charged for unconfirmed email addresses. So you don't have to worry about that. Like, oh, I've got like, a, you know, a thousand unconfirmed people and now ConvertKit's going to charge me more MailChimp or Flowdesk. No, like, no, no, they can't charge you for those because technically you cannot email those people because they never hit the button. And I went and found some stats and it turns out at 61%, according to MailChimp of people will never go to their inboxes and click that button. I think that number seemed a bit high. So I did some more research and constant contact. It was closer to 35 to 40% of people that subscribe on a website won't go to their inbox and click that button. So I just want to let you know, if you're seeing a lot of them, it's very, very, very normal. That being said, I would make sure that first email where you're trying to get them to click the button is engaging. Because if it's just like, subscribe to something here, and it's like that generic one, especially the one that MailChimp comes with, you deserve not to get those confirmations because that's hideous. Okay, that is hideous. So I wanted to keep this episode as short and sweet as possible. And I'm just going to sort of lay out the pros and cons of both because ultimately being on your list is a privilege, which means you're the king or queen of your list. So you need to pick and decide which is most important to you. I just want to let you know that you can't make the wrong decision and you can always change it if you don't like it. Okay, so you can't make the wrong decision. Don't overthink this one. Listen to this episode. Go with it. Okay. And then later on down the road, in a couple months, if you're like, nah, I'm going to change it to the other one, go right ahead. So really, for a single opt-in, you are going to get a list that's faster. Again, if a thousand people subscribed on your website, but only 700 of them, 700 of them actually hit that button in their inbox, you only have 700 people to talk about. Okay. Now, if it's a single opt-in, it doesn't matter. You've got all a thousand people to talk to, which I think makes single opt-in a little bit more life proof because things happen. Okay. So I like it the next day when someone reminds me of the freebie I signed up for the day before, because maybe I just didn't get around to it. 
So I will give points to single opt-in for the life ability factor. Also, with a single opt-in, if you choose when somebody hits that subscribe button on your website, your thank you page could technically be whatever your freebie is. Hey besties, so we're gonna go back to this episode in a second, but first I just wanted to let you know that if you never wanna have your subscribers be annoyed ever again when your name pops into your inbox, even if you're asking for cashola, or maybe wondering exactly what my two-step process is for making sales every single day that literally have people thanking me for taking their money. Yeah, that happens like every single day. Or perhaps you're concerned that you're making one seemingly innocent mistake that is actually giving new subscribers whiplash from unsubscribing from your list so darn fast then I want you to head over to katedoster.com forward slash class so you can register for this free on-demand training, Littlest Big Profits. In Littlest Process, I'm gonna take everything that we talk about here at Inbox Besties and crank it up to like a thousand so you can learn how to make a toe-curling income and impact that you crave from a micro-sized email list without feeling like a manipulative, money-hungry butt face. That's right, you're just gonna learn how to treat people like people and make your piggy bank smile in the process. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class right now. It's okay, I'm waiting. Like, go ahead, click. Did you click? It's in the cover art, just click it. You'll get there. Your people cannot wait and neither can your wallet. Now I have other uses for thank you pages unless you're doing webinars, those are different, but it's completely up to you how you wanna handle that situation. If you have a double opt-in, you really do need to tell them on that thank you page to go to their inbox. Do not give them anything else to do. Get them to their inbox so that way you can help them. So again, faster list growth for a single opt-in. Also on that thank you page, you can have easy yes offers. So some people call them tripwires. I think that sounds hella gross, so I do not call them that. That is when either you offer them a low cost item that's specifically just for thank you pages or discount on some of the other items that you have. If you are going to do that route, which I love and I use, you cannot use double opt-in because people are going to get distracted by that sales page and they will again not get to your inbox. Now, some of my students were like, oh, can I have a sales page for an easy S offer on my thank you? And then at the bottom, tell them to go confirm their email address or at the top, go confirm their email address. No, I mean, you can, but it's not gonna end well for you because people are too distracted, okay? So only have offers on your thank you page if you set up with a single opt-in, okay? So that can actually get you some money right off the bat. It can pay for your email service provider. And ultimately you can help people faster because they're laying down the cash. Like I said, it's also a little bit easier for people because they're not having to go to an inbox, go back to an inbox, go back to an inbox. That being said, because it's not all sunshine and roses, with a single opt-in, if somebody puts in their email address wrong or if you got spam botted, it can jack up the cost of your CRM, if you will. So that's your email service provider. So you need to make sure, regardless if you have single or double, that you do have a cleanup strategy in place. But with single opt-ins, it is imperative that you have that. Meaning if somebody isn't interacting with your emails in 30, 60 days, you send them through a breakup sequence, katedoster.com forward slash email marketing fairy. We'll put it down below as well. They go through those three emails. They still don't open or click anything. You got to delete them. So if you do not have the stomach to delete them like you would on ConvertKit, I know Active Campaign. I just have it go automatically and it does it all for me in the background. I never know and I'm fine. But you need to watch out for that when it comes to single opt-ins. Double opt-ins. What are its pros? Most people find that people that have double opted in, meaning 
they said yes on your website, they said yes in their inboxes, they tend to have higher engagement. They tend to open more, they tend to click more. It tends to be a higher quality of people to actually start with. That also means subsequently that your things like delivery rate, your click-through rate, and your open rate, they're all going to be higher because it is the people who really, really want whatever your freebie is about. There are some arguments that double opt-in is more GDPR compliant. I'm gonna put an episode down below about GDPR because I'm not a lawyer but I got one named Miriam who was talking all about that. I will say that as far as my knowledge is, again, not a lawyer, GDPR does not require a double opt-in. It is just a good practice to have to show extra levels of consent. So with your single opt-in, you can have on your actual opt-in form or your landing pages, a little ticker box. You can choose to have a sandwich page. So there is ways to make a single opt-in GDPR compliant. It's just a matter of how conservative do you ultimately want to be with your GDPR? So again, pros and cons, like I said, just rip off the band-aid and pick one. The pros for the single opt-in is that it's a faster list growth. You can easily have easy yes offers on your page. It's a little bit more life-proof because you can email them the next day and be like, hey, did you get it? But it can potentially lead to lower open rates and click-through rates because if people put in the wrong email address, it could be dragging you down. So you need to make sure you have a very strong cleanup system. For double opt-ins, some people think that they are more GDPR compliant. I'm gonna say you're probably a little bit right there. You do tend to see higher engagement because people are willing to take that extra step. You do get less spam complaints and that also equals a higher deliverability because more people are reading your stuff, okay? What I personally like to do when it comes to double opt-ins is when people click on that button, I don't send them to another thank you page that says like, okay, go back to your inbox for day one or go back to your inbox to read this. I like that confirmation button to be linking to either the first day of the challenge or the actual PDF or the audio file. I like to be able to give them that freebie by them clicking on the button instead of all that back and forth and back and forth. So that is it for today's short and sweet episode, guys, of single opt-in versus double opt-in. Honestly, it's just a matter of what your goals are for your email list. And like I said, you can always change it later on down the line. So I hope that you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.